you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Dan Hansis along with Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal of the Around the NFL podcast. Hey, Dan. On the latest show, we talk about RG3 to the Browns. Will it work out? And then we welcome Daniel Jeremiah, Move the Sticks, to talk about the incoming draft class. Mark Sessler, I know you're excited. I mean, don't even listen to the Move the Sticks podcast. Just listen to this one. Ouch, that hurts. Check out the Around the NFL podcast three times a week. Dave Domashek football program available on iTunes and at davedomashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Domashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal, Dave. Dave da- Domashek. I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program available on iTunes, NFL.com slash podcasts, Stitcher and beyond. We got a big show coming up for you. Josh Norman of the Carolina Panthers, TJ Ward of the world champion Denver Broncos. But right now, like we've been doing the last few weeks, it's time for a lightning round. We still got to get a better name for it. But handsome Hank, let's jump into it. RG3 is on the Cleveland Browns. How say you? I think that's exciting. Good for RG3. He's going to get another shot. Water finds its level, everybody. Let's but, dig into that one in a second here. Yes, handsome. Well, I just wonder if they, it still means they got the number two pick in the draft. Every mock you've seen up until now has had them picking Carson Wentz or Jared Goff. Does Hugh Jackson still want to pick a quarterback first? I think there is a trade down coming Whoa. up here. You know what I'm calling this move? To let Josh McCown, who could have really taken Carson Wentz or Jared Goff under his wing. He's a veteran. Could have taught them how to do things. Instead, they're going to show him the door, and they're going to get. They're going to keep RG three and his it ego. Doesn't want to. Doesn't want to show anyone how. You to know do what it. I call it? Hubris. Mm. Get it? Hugh. I do. Hugh Jackson. Yeah. 
Hugh Jackson. Yeah. Hubris. But that has nothing to do. Stand down, Moyles of the world. I'm not talking about what you think I'm talking about. Right. This isn't a briss. It's hubris. All right, next up, the Rams are on hard knocks. What do you think in August here, Hanson? I am over the moon about this. Are you? I'm so excited. It's going to be exciting. So, when, I mean, the mo- literally the moment it happened that they moved to L.A., I sent an email to some of our superiors saying, wow, wouldn't it be cool if – if NFL Films was to cover, because no one's ever seen what it takes to move a team lock stock mm-hmm. from one town to another one. And I got a response back about a week later saying, we've got things in the works. This was back in whenever that was, January. And I said, okay, thank you very, you know, it's kind of a thank you for your inquiry type email. I have a and standing offer to all the to all the LA Rams to show them my Los Angeles. I will shepherd them around in my automobile and show them real estate. You know, what if what if everyone puts that? What if you went into the meeting and you just made that volunteer and everyone put their hand up? You'd have to buy yourself a bus. I think it would be nice for the LA Rams to live as position groups for at least the first season. Wouldn't that be yeah. nice? I think it would be nice to walk into some unassuming home on a random Sunday that's having an open house and walk in with all oh, the secondary of the Rams. Hey, right. these guys are looking for a place and just, you know, pros and cons and all that. And I assume by doing so, I have a standing invitation to join to them. To join them. Well, you, at least you know where they live. Which is why I That could be – it's almost a threat. Yeah. Damashek knows where you live. Or Dame, <laughs> Dame Shek. Touchbacks now go out to the 25-yard line, Handsome. A new rule in our uh, game of pro football. How say you on that one? Um, it's kind of underwhelming. I, I, my understanding is that it's to uh, help with safety, which is obviously important, but I don't necessarily know how that works. And uh, lastly, Fife Dog. Of uh, uh, sad. It is sad. Uh, a tribe called Quest passed away earlier in the week. The greatest tribe album of all time, or if you want to expand beyond that, the greatest rap album of all time. Handsome Hank, how say you? That's a tough one. I mean, I, I, Can You Kick It is the, is the one, isn't mm-hmm. it? I don't. Well, I don't know. If you're in LA, you might go Dr. Dre. Right. Or, uh, so, well, I, I'm, 2001 is the. That's always in my car. I, on my way to work. I, as a matter of fact, will go. I'll volunteer low-end theory where Fife Dog has his big personal breakout microphone check one, right. two. What is this, you know? Yep. Um, Very good, Dave. That's my favorite one. That's how yeah. Damashek raps. That's how you rap. Were I a rapper, microphone check one, two. What is this? Yo! Yo! That's probably why you're not a rapper. Well... Maybe that's why one Skip Bayless doesn't know who I am here. We're going to get to Josh Norman in one second here. But uh, but Skip Bayless and his pal Stephen A. were talking about the Super Bowl lists, the quarterback list that we put together over the last couple of weeks. And you can still go back and look at that at NFL.com. Have you heard this already, Hansel? I have heard it. You did hear this. Yes. Just real quick. Here's what Skip Bayless said about uh, about yours truly. The gentleman who, who compiled this league uh, list, Dave Damashek of NFL.com. Oh, Dave Damashek, yeah. D- yep. Damashek, is that how you pronounce yep. it? I, I, there's something fraudulent about, oh, is that how you say it? I don't I don't. And that's a, that's a weak, that's a sort of high school, high school attempt at, at humor. I am dumb. See? Yeah. That's why I guess that explains why, why he says. It's well. nice that Molly Karam, formerly of NFL Network, had your back there. See, my old pal. Dave Damashek, yeah. Yeah, Dave Damashek. You know, she tried to make it less awkward. I am dumb. Um, handsome. We yes. uh, So we have Josh Norman coming up here, and it occurs to me, and then we'll have TJ Ward and his cousin, his, uh, his bonafide cousin, Maurice, Maurice Jones-Drew, Jones-Drew, is going to be a part of that one um, as well can here. Can I sit in there as well? 
No, it's too late. We already what? did it. I, I don't want to. I don't want to disrupt the. You know. You know the no jive rule here. Let's pull the curtain back. I've already had this conversation with Maurice and uh, T.J. Ward, and I also just had my conversation with Josh Norman. All the fellows involved, positively delightful. Josh Norman, stick around for that one because he has. A fun way about him, but also he's uh, introspective about himself and his place in in history. You'll hear it all. It's, I'm looking uh, forward to it. Yeah, he's he's uh, like I say, he's uh, he's quite interesting. In the meantime, though, handsome, you just got back from a little family vacation. You went camping and such. I didn't go camping. But I mean, you That's went off into the. I went into the desert. There's a place um, in California called Joshua Tree. I know. I remember when your uh, when your countryman sang a song, made a yes. whole record about it. You too did. Yeah. yeah. In fact, my wife in the car, I was driving, and I said, "Put some music on," and that's what she chose. That seems appropriate. It, it right? was kind of it was a little cheesy. I wouldn't have done it myself. A little too on the nose a for too you. Much on the nose, exactly. Anyway, we uh, we traveled there. It was very nice. It's nice to. It's I mean, it's very like bleak. You know, mm. deserty. That's not for me. I don't. I get like that. it. I liked it. So many affluent people choose to live in the desert of Arizona. I don't. Right. It's such a particular aesthetic. Oh, I, I wouldn't want that. to stay there all the time, but it's nice to go visit. But no, I, I, yeah, there's too much, too much like brown. If you could live anywhere in these United States, where would it be, handsome? I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a countryman generally. I like, I've ne- not, I've ever been there, so I, maybe not. But the, the woods of Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you fancy the woods of Oregon, even though you've I've not never been, been there. there. But that's my imagination more. I imagine a lot of green, like you sure. know, shady. It's Adele. rainy. That seems like you would just be returning to England. Yeah, maybe in that, well, maybe that's what I hanker for. Not for Malibu. You you don't want uh, you know. I do like that as well. That's a good point. Up on a cliff, looking just, out over oh, the okay. edge well, of the that, continent. If I can have that, then yeah, I'd take that. I just I was trying to live within my means. All right, so we've got. Uh, oh, but you know, uh, I do want to. We'll talk RG three in, in a little bit here. Yeah, we should do. I'm Josh Norman gives us a rare opportunity to address this. We were we were talking about his visit, me and Arjuna and uh, and Kent and some of the other fellas in the blue room. And Josh Norman, of course, has two first names. And just for fun, we said, like, oh, I wonder how many guys have that in the NFL. We banged out uh, a pretty good list here. Mm. You have, as your starting outside linebacker or a middle linebacker, he's a hybrid, really. He's not even in the play running back, too. Miles Jack, right. He He's a jack of all right. trades for us. And he's going to play for Jacksonville. So right. it's all going to tie together pretty nicely. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Manning, the defensive front, Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. Our QB, we it's a, it's a rich position. We're right. rich with QBs here. Tom Brady. Yep. You have Matt Ryan. Yep. What other QBs do we have here? Got to be some other ones. Um, well, there's Scott Chandler. Chandler Bing is the only Chandler. I can, well, Chandler Jones. What am I thinking of? Right. So there's a couple Chandlers. Joe Thomas. That's here. a very obvious one. Joe Thomas is about as on the nose as you can get with this one. Well, I think this one's pretty grand. Jason Pierre-Paul. Mm-hmm. More names than he has. I'll, right. Reggie Wayne. Yep. I'll just move on there. Oh, Russell Wilson. Oh, there's our other QB. Other Russell yeah. Wilson, Frank Clark. Wilson's not that. Not many people call Wilson. Their first name is Wilson. There was Wilson Alvarez, the Wilson pitcher. Pickett. Yeah, Wilson Pickett. Yeah, so listen, there's that's two. There was a basketball player. I can't think of who it was. Wilson, who was the NBA guy? Good shooter, ne'er do well. Can't think of his uh, last name. Earl Thomas, Michael Floyd, Kyle Rudolph, Dion Lewis, mm-hmm. Jordan Reed, Jimmy Graham, Melvin Gordon, Eddie Lacy. Lacy counts. It's a, we're playing it loose here, but Lacy is a girl. Yeah, name. girl name. So that works. Uh, Jonathan Stewart, Josh Norman, as we said, 
James Harrison, a little bit of a stretch, but Harrison Smith makes it okay. Right. Harrison Ford. Mike. Oh, and Harrison Ford. What am I thinking? Mike Mitchell. Surprised you didn't go there. Sean Lee. In a way, you could if we're going to allow a uh, feminine surname like like Lacey in Dominican Sue. Yep. Jarvis Landry as well is another one that I would Jarvis just Landry. Landry, yeah. called Landry. Okay. His name is Landry. He's one of uh, – I mean, that, that just jumped into my head. See, while you were off on vacation, we were doing important you, I realize I've, like I've, that must have like spent, this together. You must have spent hours. By the way, I came back from my vacation. <laughs> first of Days, all, sir. Well, Days. First of all, when I was on vacation, I received um, an image of you sitting at my desk with your oh. feet up on it. Yeah. And uh, looking like you're making yourself at home. Then I came back. This morning I had a meeting with someone who had never been to my office before. Uh-huh. I'm sitting in there and they walk straight past the door and I was like, hey, I'm in here. And they went, oh, sorry, the door. You put your name, lab- you put your lab- a label in the door saying Dave Damashek's oh, office. I did, I did not do that. No. Hey, uh, but I'm sure you. Our colleagues apparently favored my presence mm. in your office and decided to do that. Right. Well, I like um, in Game of Thrones, I've hung your um, sign as a warning to others from outside <laughs> oh, my office. No. I can't wait to see that. All right, handsome. Let's uh, let's step aside here. It's a pleasure to see you once again and get caught up ever so briefly. But right now, let's get caught up with number 24. He's in the midst of some turmoil with Dave Gettleman and the Carolina Panthers. He doesn't love the franchise tag. He wants to be there for the long term. But rest assured, Carolina Panthers fans, as you'll hear here, he certainly wants to stay a Carolina Panther for a lifetime. Here he is, Josh Norman. Dave, Dave All right, let's let's uh, begin here with uh, with one of the breakout stars. Although he'd been around for a couple years prior, but uh, really one of the more luminous guys in the 2015 NFL season on the 15 and one Carolina Panthers. It's Josh Norman. What's the poop, fella? Thanks, man. Appreciate you having me. Look oh, at you. Just, yeah, man. I got coming together and bring it all out. You know. I know. I'm a little. <laughs> I'm a little wrinkled. I apologize. No, for not that. at all, man. Not at all. You should have called ahead, and I would have. I would have dressed up. I didn't know, but you know what? Let's let bygones <laughs> be bygones. There's some people dressing up in superhero costumes. Mm. Superman and Batman. They're yes. having a fight. Who are you rooting for in that fight? Come on, man. Is that even a, a question to ask me? Who I don't I know. For? You don't know. Well, I mean, I, I, I saw do... it already, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh my! Yeah, I, I do know who actually it is. Dark Knight. There you go. There you go. Because why? Well, I have my thoughts. I think I think <laughs> if you are a Superman fan, right? If you choose from the whole world of superheroes, and your favorite is Superman, it's like rooting for the New York Yankees. There's <laughs> he's supposed to win. He's, he's made out of steel. Hard. Well, I mean, I'll take this Batman on. Dark Knight, you got to look at it like this. He's self-made. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything about him, I mean, is self-made. He's blue collar. Mm-hmm. He works for everything. He doesn't have all the, like, the magical powers. Mm-hmm. But what the thing he does have is his tool belt. He has an arsenal of tools. And in his tool belt, he can fool you. And he can get you. And he can beat you with it. Because everything that he used, he repped. And he repped. And he repped. Just like me. I mean, shoot, I'm blue collar. <laughs> I got a two belt. Well, I can play cover one, cover two, cover three, cover four, and I can play it all different kind of ways you want it. And I rep that so I know which two to use and be successful at. 
Well, I mean, nobody can argue with you after watching you play in 2015. I think it's interesting. So before every game, you decide, because you're not just a superhero guy, but a movie guy in general. You choose a character from the movies that you're going to personify for the 60 minutes, right? Oh, yeah. I like that movie. I mean, I've been doing it ever since high school. So, I mean, it's nothing nothing new to me. Everybody now seeing it because I'm more so expressing it and mm-hmm. it's going to you. So it's like, it blew up to something that I can express or explain. But um, to see everybody really like into it like that, it's kind of like, it's pretty cool. All right, answer me this. Let's say, let's do away because you're a Batman guy. <laughs> you don't like the superpower, same as me. Because that's a cheat, ultimately. Who, if all the movie heroes in history, the human beings, mm-hmm. you understand, got into a big fight, who would win? That's a good question. That's a good one. Guns like, are not allowed, because obviously you could be 50 yards away from somebody. Yeah, and, man. Be like Deadpool. Right. Yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> who wins the fight? Human beings. You got James Bond. You got Jason Bourne to start you off. Oh, yeah, you do. Or you got um, um, Liam Nelson. Oh, yeah. Liam Neeson. From Taken. From Taken. He's old, though. But he's still, like, you got to think about it. He's still human. What about the guy from Transport 3? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, Statham. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, he's a bad dude. What about uh, Beatrix Kiddo from uh, Kill Bill? Ooh, if she gets her she Hattori Hanzo now. sword, I yeah, mean, I don't done. know anybody. You're probably be. done with that if she like gets like her sword thing and does the whole like mm-hmm. no. But then again, you gotta look at it. Um, can we go back in the day and put like John Clark Van Damme? If you'd like to, I'm gonna allow it, Josh Norman. Sweet, because I think that guy right there is. All right, let's talk character. about this now. You are in the midst of. I don't want to bring up any, you know, I, you know, whatever. It's not a kerfuffle. I've heard the Panthers. I saw Dave Gettleman saying he's talked to you about this whole franchise tag business. My name's Dave, too. You can just tell me like I'm Dave Gettleman. You know what? That's not even good enough. Let's do this here. Pretend that this is the Carolina Panthers rep. I'm not even here. Pretend I'm – say what you have to say and pretend the cameras aren't even here. Wow, really? Yeah, go ahead. What are you doing in here, little kitty cat? <laughs> nice. Making peace. I like that. That's oh, man. Nice. Yeah, yeah, You're our friends, peace. ultimately, yeah. right? We are friends. We are friends. And I would like to be your friend for a lifetime, only if you would have me. That's very nice. Well, while we're doing this, I got this guy, too. He's a Bronco. If you have any hard feelings that you want to pass along, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want a round two, Bronco. No, you don't. You don't Get want that. Here. Now. Before the Super Bowl, at media night, I spoke with you. You were surrounded by hundreds of people, literally. You were holding court, and it was fascinating stuff, legitimately, because you were thoughtful about, yeah, I I could tell you were very present in the moment. You were enjoying it, and you were, you know, you were having fun at the same time. I asked you a question, though, about this whole business, about this, if no one outside, you, 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 the Panthers and the Broncos both kept going all season long about no one outside our locker room believes in us. I asked you about that and take a look at how you responded to that. Should I believe in the Panthers or should I believe in the Broncos? Man, it really don't matter, man. It's kind of how you want to spin it. I believe in you. So what? Who cares? I said to you, I, I said, I, I want you to know 
maybe the whole world doesn't believe in you. I said, I believe in you, Josh Norman. And you said, who cares? So what? That hurt my feelings. I now am going back to not believing in you because it seems like you're more comfortable with that. Is that true? That's not true. I say this. Believe in what you want to. Believe in that. If you believe in us, believe in us. If you don't continue not to believe in us, we're going to make a believer out of you. Hmm. That's kind of my whole MO. Don't go switching and jumping the fence now. <laughs> I got you. Good. I see where you're coming from. Don't do that. Because you do that, you just like point yourself out. It's like a big red flag. Hey, I'm a bull. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, don't be that guy. Like, be somebody that's, like, legit, original, you know, fresh. Can I tell you something? I was on the Carolina Panthers bandwagon very early. I don't need to be kicked <laughs> off as a, as a Johnny-come-lately. I was I mean, in really? on this all the way. I saw you blocked a shot in the charity game. You've gotten a lot of run for that in, uh, in the digital <clears throat> space there. One, could you do that to Cam Newton? Uh, yeah. I you could block your shot. Pretty much anybody who would try to come and test me like that. Mm-hmm. I mean... He ran up there and won two, like, tried to, I mean, yam on me, like, back in the day, Vince Carter type stuff. I'm like, dude, no way. It's about to happen. <laughs> I'm sitting here, like, you must don't see me. So you, sometimes you just got to, you know, go out there and, and, and put down your foot and be like, nah. Yeah, I mean, listen, yeah, the uh, it's a charity event, but the goodwill only goes so far, fella. Only so far, man. You're not you're not just about to come out here and embarrass me, no. Not especially if it's something that I put on. Like it's not gonna happen, man. <laughs> so I take it as you know, sign up. Let me show you something else. Why number twenty four? Well, number twenty four is, you know. It chose me. I didn't choose it. Is that right? So they just That's gave right. it to you when you walked in the locker room. Well, actually, um, it started back from college. It was given to me in college, and it's just stuck with me all through college. And when I got into the NFL, I didn't ask for my number. He just gave me 24. I guess it was open, and it came from my college. So here you go. And I just ran with it, and it's been a blessing thus far. It's pretty good, actually, because Darrell Revis <laughs> has it. You have it. Ike Taylor wore it when mm-hmm. he was wearing, toiling for the Steelers. That's good company to keep, right? Yeah, yeah. Why, why change anything that's working? But I think you got to, you know – you got to make the number more so that the number makes you. Mm-hmm. If you wear the number, wear it with pride. I got and you. Dignity and, and doing it the way you want to do it. I like your way. You have a way because you, you got an intensity, but you got a mirth about you as well. You know, it's rare. Yeah, you got to man. You got the swagger of the of the guy <laughs> who lives out on an island. Yeah, I mean, coming in, I was not wanting to play cornerback. I want to play strong safety. That was my position. Mm, is that safety. right? Yeah, absolutely. That was my position. Most people don't know that. And the mentality of a safety is still in me. So I'm just playing a position mm. that's skillful because I can do it with my body. But my mentality is a safety. So I already like got that aggressive edge to me. Last uh, question as far as that goes. The night of, and I'm sure you've talked more than enough about this already in your life, but the night after, or the uh, the after you guys came back and you or, or uh, you held out, held off the Giants and the whole Odell Beckham stuff and everything, I sat in a green room and I'm name dropping here because I like to drop names, but also to tell you this story: Deion Sanders, Ike Taylor, Ladanian Tomlinson, Maurice Jones-Drew, Willie McGinnis, and and this dope who had no business being in that room, <laughs> sat around for an hour and debated what happened there. Really, like, was Josh right? Was Odell right? Who was right there? Does it? Tra- I don't. Uh, your your thoughts <laughs> oh on the gosh. whole thing aside, 
Does it trip you up coming from South Carolina, going to Coastal Carolina, that those guys are sitting around talking about you for an hour on end? Oh, I like the way he plays the game. Does that, does that, uh, you ever step outside yourself and think about that? You know what? I don't. I don't think I, I allow myself to get caught up in it. I think mm. once you do, you've made it. And I have not made it yet. And I have not arrived to the point where I can sit up here and say that. And I feel as if if they do talk about me about that, the best compliment I, I did have, the best compliment, is when I had one of the Hall of Famers come up to me and was like, you play the game the way it's supposed to be played. You play it the way we played it back in the day. And for me, that's like everything. <laughs> like Because... That's kind of like how I model myself, like out of the male blunts, guys like that who really played the game in the kind of like physical way. And I know like Bob Sanders wasn't back then, but like when he was playing, you know, I kind of like mimic that in a way because I was a strong safety. But then I started to become a corner. I started to look at, you know, like I said earlier, male blunt and the guys from the yeah. past and how they used to do things, man. And um, it was just amazing how you know, you get that kind of love from, you know, the um, the Hall of Famer guys like that. And Dion and all the guys go in there and they talk about that. And, and that's kind of my mentality. And that's how I like to play the game. Well, I mean, uh, like I say, a thoughtful guy and a fun guy to watch. Love, love the uh, gallop into the end zone after you get oh, this. Yeah, don't stop doing that. Don't let, don't let the lead come down on they, you, bro. They are. They are. You get out of here, too, you, you, you bro. That must hurt because you like riding this. horses to lose to, in the That's... You know I don't. What? I don't know why I even brought that up. <laughs> yeah, it was this crazy kind of combination you just made. It. I shouldn't have done that. You I should've. feel bad. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. that was a great time. Hey, uh, have fun, Josh Norman, and good luck, and have a good, healthy uh, 2016. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hopefully, it be better than 2015. Hard to beat that, but you have one more Whatever, game, man. We'll make it. We'll Whatever, make it man. Right, I gotta get that deal. There he goes, Josh Gosh. Norman, everybody. Dave Damashek, yeah. Well, so there you have it. Uh, I really enjoyed him quite a bit. Uh, a thoughtful man. How many guys in uh, in 2016 NFL know Mel Blunt and revere him right. and all that? That was uh, that was pretty cool. Um, hey, oh, and you can watch that whole interview. I should uh, let you know. You can watch that whole thing on YouTube. Oh, what is it, 12, 15 minutes worth there, Arjuna? Yeah, it's about 12, 13 minutes. Yeah, you can take a look at that. We appreciate you doing that. Or you could go to my new public page on Facebook, Ooh. Dave Damashek. Look it up. I forget what it's Can I like you? Yes, I would like you to like me. I'll like you. Have you uh, You know what I liked? I watched a new a uh, documentary called Finders Keepers. Have you seen this? Are I you aware of this? I have, no. You absolutely have to check this out. It's by Ed Cunningham. An old pal who I used to talk to on my old show at ESPN, he's an ESPN college football analyst, and he used to be on the Seahawks, and uh, he's a great guy, but he's gone on improbably to win an Academy Award for, if you ever saw King of Kong, did you ever yep. see? He is one of the producers really? of that. Yeah, he's a, he's a great guy, a funny guy, a smart fella and all that. He's made Finders Keepers now, and it's the tale of – these Bayou, not Bayou, but North Carolina people, one of whom bought a smoker, and when he opened the smoker, there was a foot in it, a human foot in it. And he decided that he wanted to keep this and become famous because he found this foot and try and sell uh, for $3 a pop people to come and see this see the foot. foot in the smoker. But the problem was that once the word got out that there was a foot in the smoker, the person to whom the foot once belonged, and probably rightly still should belong, decided he wanted the foot. Wait, 
And so it's this all of, still alive. This is a true story. The guy lost his foot in a plane crash, right? But kept the foot somehow and didn't let anybody throw it away. Somehow it got it into the smoker. Like eventually, don't feet like feet smell anyway. A, a rotten foot would be. It is all I can tell you is. Do you go, see the foot in the documentary? I spoiler alert: you don't see the foot the whole movie until the very end when it's years and years old and it's quite grotesque right but that's not the point the story can i find this you think i think netflix is where you find it and it is i mean it sounds ridiculous and it's very funny these two characters who seem like they're out of the bayou but both of these guys are ridiculous and funny characters but then it somehow becomes this thing that's emotional and sad and pathetic in places and pathetic a feel good and lost his foot I'm going to put it on my Netflix instant queue right now. There's Dave's uh, pick of the week for you is uh, Finders Keepers by by Ed Cunningham and company. Um, Dave, uh, can I ask you a question? Yes, you may. Do you know uh, the last two years ago, you and I very much enjoyed um, the show True Detective. Mm -hmm. Do you know if it's coming back again? Well, that season too, really. It did kind of ruin it. But I've I've heard nothing about it, which doesn't mean that no. it's not going to happen. But I have not heard any. Maybe buzz one of ab- our producers back there could find out for us. They could. It's not a matter of if they could. It's a matter of if they will. And I, I highly doubt any of them I will. Much doubt they will. Exactly. Um. All right. Let's get to. Oh, but you know what? A little bit more on RG three while we have the opportunity here. RG three. I'm I I'm conflicted because. I don't know that the cynics will tell you he has no chance. They'll reject him out of hand. Mm. But let's remember that he had, he had a, one of the one great of the rookie, seasons. rookie seasons ever. Exactly. And to me, I, I also think he has no, I think you have to look at him sort of how running backs in the 21st century are now more and more becoming regarded, which is to say as cruel or as heartless as it may sound is that they are not, in store for the most part for 15 year careers and you have to treat them as such that they're when you get them out of school and when they come up on their on their second contract you need to draft a capable replacement for them and if that you can't lock them in to the dollar figure you want then you may be part ways with them similarly I think RG3 the way he plays he's not Cam Newton. Cam Newton is rugged enough big enough that he can take repeat shots. RG3 is not going to survive that but I think it's a disservice to him if you don't cut him loose. Like, just look at him as ARG3 over the next three to five years, play RG3 ball. Right. Don't and, stand. Or, we're not going to make you stand in the pocket. Right. We're going to accentuate what you're good at. And Hugh Jackson has a track record with having some success with different sorts of right. QBs. RG3 obviously cuts a uh, a certain type of figure there. I could see him working out, the pro- except for the fact that that the cupboard is so bare there, he's not going to get any help. If you dropped him into uh, a nice situation, if you put him behind a nice offensive line, he would have a chance. But who exactly is RG3 or anyone else throwing the ball to? So I, I don't think I, – I think he isn't going to be great in 2016, assuming he is the starter from day one, whether they draft Carson Wentz or Jared Goff or anyone else. The problem is is that he's going to be hung out to dry as well, any other QB would be. It's exactly true. Uh, just first of all, who's he going to be throwing to? In the next couple of weeks, I think we'll find out if Josh Gordon is back. And Josh Gordon and RG3 obviously played together at Baylor. So I think that's that's an exciting opportunity for two guys that had a pretty good understanding at the college level and, and maybe get to translate that to the NFL. And Josh Gordon, let us I mean, he's had a lot of issues and problems. 
But when he played, he was one of the top five receivers in the NFL. At the oh, time. for that well, eight that, that eight, eight game stretch, stretch, he was he was pretty much unstoppable. He was so, he was a revelation in line with I don't even know what to compare it to. So right. what you saw that Denver defense do over exactly. two games, it was sort of like, what is happening? I've never seen a receiver d- dominate like exactly. This. So who knows? Maybe he comes back and maybe maybe he's you know turned things around. I think the the truth is you're exactly right. RG three is not for not doesn't have a long NFL career ahead of him, even if he was a starter. I truly believe that the Browns will still draft a quarterback, whether it's at two or they move down and, and get one in the second round. I don't think that they're going to go into the season saying, great, we got our quarterback. It's RG3. Off we go. Well, That would be insane. You can go back on YouTube and Facebook again. Damashek, you can find that and also NFL.com. I talked on the last show with, excuse me, with Cardell Jones and Von Bell of Ohio State. You know, if you do the math and simple kind of detective work, maybe you and I could be in uh, True Detective Season 3 with this sort of uh, uh, deduction. But Hugh Jackson has been in the state of Ohio now for a little while. He certainly got a look at Cardell Jones during that magical run. Is it crazy to think that maybe he has grown to fancy the in-state product and said, "I I could do special things with this guy? I mean, I've heard from you that he's the second best quarterback available of all the quarterbacks in the entire world. Thank you for listening. Um, I was here. I was in the studio. I know. Disagreed with you. Pretty I know you did. Uh, doesn't so, make you right. No, it doesn't. But uh, but no one else is saying it either. Um, but anyway, I I it's possible. I just don't think he's going to be – if they trade down in the first round, I don't think Cardell Jones is going 18 any more than he is too. I don't think he's going to – no, I don't mean in the first round, but maybe that is their play is to right. is to go and get – Miles Jack or somebody special on uh, on the defensive side. I don't think anybody. Jalen may- Ramsey, I think, is the guy that. Yeah, I don't think anybody. Probably, well, I the safest pick. Then you hear talk about maybe they're going to move Joe Thomas. And then in that case, maybe Laramie Tunsil makes sense in that spot for them. If he doesn't go off the board. I think he's going number one. He maybe is. But but there are different ways. If, if suddenly you have reason to think, which seems loco, but if you think, all right, let's just roll with RG3 for 2016. It does free you up to address the rest of the team. And then, and then Cardell Jones is going to be there at the top right. of three. You yeah, can if take you, him if, if you, you like him. If you love him or you love Vernon Adams out of Oregon and you decide I want to take him in the fourth round, then you still got your backup quarterback. But I think you're still left with the same issue is that you, you're pretty sure that RG3 is not going to last 16 games. All right, let's move on now to we'll see what the Browns do in 2016, but the team that won the AFC, nay, the whole thing, the Denver Broncos have a safety named T.J. Ward. He's related to Maurice Jones-Drew, and both those fellas joined me right here in Studio 66 a little while ago. Here, listen to the family reunion, T.J. Ward, Maurice Jones-Drew, and hang on, Dave Damashek. Dave Damashek. <laughs> It is the uh, the star safety of the world champion Denver Broncos, T.J. Ward. Hey, real talk. Sheck was like lightweight hot. Y'all beat the Steelers, bro. Who? Sheck. Oh, it's Sheck right here. I thought you said Sheck. No, Sheck. He was he was mad you beat the Steelers. Shaq bro. might not have liked that one either. I don't know. Yes. That the, the St- Cowboys good. might be called America's team, but let's be honest, the Steelers are Bronco. America's real team. No, 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 yeah, Broncos. Yeah. Broncos. You think so? You Absolutely. Think it- Didn't we win, like, the last poll they took? It was, like, last year. They took a poll of who was America's team. Where, in Denver they took that oh, poll? The it's whole not- lead country. Oh, cut it NFL out. Network, yeah, somebody yeah. took it. The Denver Broncos, the Broncos are America's, America's most popular NFL team. No Come doubt. on. 
We're going to have to figure it out, man. We'll, we'll do a poll for you. Listen, they don't believe that, that we blood. They don't believe it. Oh, I believe it. A lot of folks don't believe it. Tell them the text that I sent you after the Super Bowl. Do you remember the text? <laughs> I do not. It was too many, Reese. Way too many. Did I not text you saying? Well, you know what? Let's take a look at what you texted him about okay. the play in the Super Bowl. That, it was uh, two. Uh, let's see this here real quick. It was two. Let's just see. Because I'm selfish, Shaq. I don't remember what happened in yeah, the Super Bowl. I, I remember that. Uh, I'm selfish, Here we Shaq. go. Look, there's Cam Newton. Look. There, oh, 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 oh. What are you doing? Oh. We played running back. You got the dri- – then your uncle. <laughs> I t- I'm going to tell you what I texted. Hey. I said, hey, I, said I, this, I, te- I said, listen, how do you – I'm selfish. I called him a couple bad words, mm-hmm. and I said, we should have been the MVP, mm-hmm. but you were stumbling and fumbling – and you didn't score two touchdowns. Your thoughts, that was, TJ that, that was a take. Hey, that's the exact same thoughts I had myself, so you already <laughs> knew it. Hey, I was stumbling, bumbling. I don't know what I was doing. Then I got up and fumbled the ball. I didn't even celebrate after the play. Like, couldn't. I couldn't. It was like, and then you had the one. The why didn't you just scoop and score? You was right there. Yo, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. That was the slipperiest field I've ever played on. Hmm. Soon as I went. And, and then I had to shake the ref. So I, I'm running towards the ball. I see, okay, I can scoop and score. The ref is sitting there like this in front of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know which way he dropped your go. shoulder on him. Bop. Kept so it going. As soon as I scooped, it was just like momentum just failed. Now, TJ Ward, you're the only guy here in Studio 66. Tell, tell the other two who have never been in a Super Bowl. Was it a different experience? Did it feel different? Did you know hey, it kick hey, off? Shaq, be cool, bro. I'm not being uncool. That's disrespectful, Shaq. I'm sorry. I, I, I played was, a long time. I, was, I didn't get a chance to get I know. I, I was just having some champion. fun at Maurice's expense there. <laughs> but like I said, we're the same, ultimately, because you and I have have the, that in common. We've never been in a Super Bowl. Hey, Shaq, be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I should do that. My family's here. You hey, don't do that you're right. Me. I don't want to embarrass you. That, what was it like? Did it feel it was, like it kick off like, I'm nervous now? Nah, it was the total opposite. Huh. It was like no nerves. It was like pregame, you seen everybody out there, all the stars on the sideline, guys talking at midfield. We had kind of got into it early. So, you know, once you get into it, I don't know if you know Shaq, but Reese, once you get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq, Shaq, Look, see, he's hey, helping yeah. you out. Once there you is get blood. into it, um, you know, all that nervousness is out the door. So, all right. Well, I just want to say, I want listen. I like to have a nice time. I want to have fun, but both of you be careful with yourselves. It would be a shame to like if I had to bonk your heads together. You know what I mean? Like in the cartoon, doink. Hey, you know? We're gonna take it back on you, Shaq. Hey, hey you. Don't, don't worry about Shaq, man. I, I be had to protect him from the. Yeah, okay. So I don't know if you know, but Shaq has been beefing with the Bronco uh, Twitter gang. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Well, you know why? I'll tell you. Well, first of all, you know, Maurice, all year long, oh, I got it. You know, he he stood by you. In fact, I told you at at media night, I talked to you when you were in your little podium thing. I said, your friend Maurice is picking you to win the game because of you. He said that the Broncos will win. I thought that was a nice show of uh, family loyalty there. That's what you got to do, Shaq. I told you. That was nice. It's way thicker than water. Do you know what TJ stands for? Unless – it's the Super Bowl parade parties, and then I don't get the invite. I just see everything on Instagram and Snapchat. Maybe but that's neither here nor there. Maybe, maybe the the uh, requirement to get an invite is that you know what TJ stands for. I, I know what it actually stands for, but you no, go you ahead. Can't tell nobody that. Only, only my real. That's why. Is that true? My real. It's a secret. The real. What the real thing go back. is. You, you don't go think back. I don't know. I don't know what you I, know. I practically raised him as a baby. I took him under my. I took him. 
into my care and hey, raised him as a, hey, as a hey, young hey, pup. This hey, brought him to the game. Hey, don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just, hey, it was man, like a, it was man. like a TJ Alapalooza. Hey, no, into really, the wild. No, he was like the first person to hit me. And when we played, I was just like, I don't know if I'm gonna play football. <laughs> <laughs> it was my first year playing. You know, he was two years in. Yeah. He gave me the business. The first time, last time, I done got Well, it's funny because he's told me before that uh, Maurice has said that he could have been a hard-hitting safety in uh, in the NFL. Oh, yeah. What if you guys, if, if we just started fresh and you go into the NFL as a running back and Maurice goes in as a safety, who has the better we NFL played, career? But we played the same position but all the way through. He played running back and safety and linebacker. I did the same. I don't think neither of us have as much success as yeah. we had at our positions. But, oh, we'd be capable, no doubt. I like the confidence. The, that also runs in the family. The funny thing is, though, when he was in high school, he hit a spurt his last senior year. He was, like, a little shorter than me his junior year. And then I came back to school one day, and I was like, man, where's TJ? And I go, there you go, right there. I was like, TJ, that ain't TJ. Is he 5'11"? That ain't 6'? Who is that guy? All of a sudden, this man came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, I go to wait at college for a couple couple months, come back, this dude done grow six inches. What is that like, as a matter of fact? He's in your family, you're, you're close to you while you're growing up. Was that uh, what, what kind of trip is that to watch a guy who's a little older than you? Like, wow. He's playing big time college football, or is yeah. that is that the? I didn't know anybody playing college ball when I was uh, growing up. Yeah, I mean, just to have him and see him do it before I could, it was like a blueprint. You know, I, this how it, how it's supposed to be done. This how you work to get it done. And when everybody say you can't do it and you still prove them wrong, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was it was great to have him ahead of me and um, just be able to witness that. And then coming up and seeing his success in high school, college. And then the NFL gave me the confidence, like, okay, well, I can have that same type of success. Hmm. What uh, – well, oh, that's what I wanted to tell you about is what happened with the Broncos. After you guys came into Heinz Field and the Steelers did what they did, or specifically I, – I He wasn't there. He was, he was big. Yeah, I, 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 that, was a big, that was a big absence. And Chris Harris and I talked about it on Twitter a little bit too, that, uh, you know, Antonio Brown had a very nice day that day. Anyway – I can't remember who it was that got uh, put out on that. Do you remember the pile up there? It was oh, Bruton. Bruton. Bruton, yeah. He got That's it. right. So yeah. the Broncos guy, the Twitter handle guy, writes on from the Broncos like, Steelers are dirty. That's just who they are. I said this. How, this is the official <laughs> Broncos handle, and you're just calling the Steelers dirty. I said, "How dare you?" And I started. I felt compelled to list off yeah. a bunch of other uh, some de- some misdeeds by Broncos. Well, then, then did you throw me in there? He did. He threw I you think in your there. name did come up. Yeah, it did. <laughs> threw you in it there. did come. You know what? It did. I, I really had to I think, think about it. <laughs> it did. I was uh, like, what are you talking about? Von Miller's yeah. been suspended. T.J. Ward's been suspended. I, yeah, you know me. Von and Akeem was in that conversation for sure. I asked Akeem, and he refused after the divisional round game to apologize for his P.I. on Martavis Bryant. He refused to give me an apology, though. That game was the Steelers game, right? No, sir. How? Well, I mean, listen, there was no Antonio Brown. There was no Levy and Bell. There was no D'Angelo Williams. You know, it seemed like that was the Steelers' day. There was no who? All those Antonio guys. Brown. Who else? Lev Bell. D'Angelo Williams. Okay. That poor kid. That poor kid fits Tucson. Not even hey, dressing for games three weeks before the then Bradley Roby's knocking the, the ball out of NF of the L. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make plays, The man. NF of the L. 
What else can we talk about here, Maurice? What do we want to get into here? I'll tell you one time. So the first time we got a chance to play each other was uh, in Jacksonville. He was with Cleveland. And, uh, you know, you know, sometimes. Ugly uniform matchup. That was a great uniform. No, no, it was quality. It was white. It looked looked nice. You got to see it. Uh, I knew because the word, you know, I just know him. And I'm like, look, I got to protect myself at all times. (laughs) I know what kind of guy he is. You know, I know what he's going to do. And were you thinking the same? I, well, I hope Maurice look, look, knows look. What, who I am. I'm sure no, he No, no, I was thinking he's going to try to run me over the first <laughs> time. <laughs> I know him. It's like, hey, we was thinking the same thing. Like, we got to get him before he get me. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he beat me on a blitz. He shook me on a blitz pickup. And then one time we had a little stone wall on the sideline. I saw him coming late. He tried to clean me up. I'm like, uh-uh, hold on. <laughs> Protect yourself at all times, you know. But we had some epic battles, man. It was It's always good, especially when you're going against your family, friends, and things like that. Uh, especially two guys from a small town like Antioch to to come out and you know we ran track sure. together. We went to high school together. We went to uh, Catholic school together. So, like I said, we we grew up and were raised in the same that his dad helped me out with a lot of stuff as well. And so uh, it, it was always good. Like, like I said, it's, that's why I was so happy when he made the Super Bowl in the San Francisco in the Bay Area. It was like that, the best uh, thing going. Crazy. He real. I mean, and Maurice right. really was uh, gushing. Yeah, that was crazy, at, right. for two weeks talking you up. Though, and time. the other thing is, what takes you so long to get out? I'm out there waiting for you to come talk to you before the game. It took forever to come out. Yeah. What? What? what what's uh, up with that? After the game? No, before the game. On the field? On the field to warm up. I'm seeing. I'm oh seeing man, everybody. I don't. I don't go out before the game. Oh, I don't go. I don't go out before the game. I, I I tried it once, Kansas City, and almost died in the game. Yeah, it was my first game back from the suspension. So I'm like, you know, I'm gonna need to get a good warm up in. Make Solid. Sure blood is flowing right. So I I did a warm up. Did a track warm up. Like <laughs> that's your problem. <laughs> that was that's your problem. problem. That's your problem. That was the first problem. And then I did a little route tree with a manual. Yeah. Way that second quarter game, I was done. I don't know I was, why you did that. I was cramping. I was last time I went outside. What happens at halftime of the Super Bowl? Did you guys have snacks? Was it a different? Could you hear the bands playing? Or yeah, anything? it was a long halftime, man. We uh, we did have snacks, sandwiches, you know, fruit and stuff. Some guys took their cleats off, shoulder pads. We just laid out. You had about forty-five minutes. Too much. Is that a, too does long. that trip you up for what you usually are doing versus this? Yeah, because usually the first the normal half songs are pretty fast. Like you go in, you barely get enough time to do to get the things done that you need to do. But uh, Super Bowl guys had time to get IVs and do all the stuff, eat some retape. I got retape. <laughs> it was a lot of stuff to get done, man. You could have didn't hold another game. Check. I gotta ask this. Go ahead. Ask Chris, whatever you. Chris want. Harris had some great comments about Cam Newton. Cam Newton hurt him and he got upset. Right, yeah. and he walked off. But what was the actual game plan going into the Super Bowl? What What, what were you guys talking about? <laughs> That's exactly what the game plan was. All the trash Chris was talking that you heard in the background, that was the game plan. Stop the run, make um, the, uh, make Cam one-dimensional, make him get him to second and long, third and longs, and make him drop back and, and throw the ball. But the difference was, I mean, watching the AFC title game, it was stunning to me because Tom Brady usually negates no matter what the pass rush is by just those quick little dump outs to Edelman, and that's the end of that, and, and uh, getting it to Gronk over the line. But – he couldn't do it against you guys, and you guys were beating that the hell out of him. And then I thought when the game ended, all right, well, they're not going to be able to do that to Cam. Cam will run away from that kind of pressure. I'm I In my life, and I was around watching those 85 Bears the way they could bring heat, I've never seen a two-game stretch like that from from a pass rush. What what? Because two completely different offenses. Why were you guys able to consistently get in the face of the QB that way? I think uh... – we took away what they both did best. 
Tom Brady, you know, he he's he's not a stretch the field type of quarterback. He wants to dig and dump quick throws, uh, keep the chains moving, screens, things like that. We took that away. You're not going to throw five yard passes. We're going to have somebody sitting in the middle, all the way across the board. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you want to throw over 15 yards, and by the time you look over 15 yards, which your receivers can't really get downfield to run downfield mm-hmm. routes besides Gronkowski. Um, Those wheel sad. routes all day were there, and he just couldn't hit them because he couldn't hold the ball for that split wheel second. We to a right. running back. Right. Come on now. Well, no I, offense, I, Reese. No, it's all good. You know, no. Reese got one of the best, some of the best hands of running back I appreciate ever, it. you know. But uh, it's my guy, man. He, he's, well, tell me about this because before you answer the next question, you were covering Gronk one-on-one. I, I mean, is that something that was weighed, like who wants to cover him, or was that just part of the scheme where I've seen you out there. I mean, you played corner as well a little bit, but I've seen you out there with, with Gronk, manned up, pressed man. Yeah, I mean, um, I take pride in that. You know, I, I love the opportunity, you know, Coach say, we're not going to really assign someone. It's like safeties, you have the freedom to do what you want to do. And I told Stu, like, yo, I'm going to get a grunt chest all game. Man press, he gonna, I'm going to make him beat me. Like, I'm going to make him push off, make him call it. Whatever it had to do, I'm going to challenge every route he ran. Right. And um, that was the plan, and it worked pretty well. I had some help on the inside with some um, hole coverages and a couple brackets. But, you know, if the, the, the objective was to get in his face, challenge him, make the throws hard. Wow. Well, listen, this is awesome stuff, and it's just the tip of the iceberg. Go to NFL now. Maurice and TJ are going to continue this conversation. So, like I say, this is just the uh, hors d'oeuvre before you get to the main course. The last thing before you walk out of here, who's the harder guy to tackle, Rob Gronkowski or Maurice Jones-Drew? Oh, Drew. Is that right? We had some battles, Shaq. I love it. I want to see. Now i got to dig up film and see how it looked. It it was real. TJ Ward, continued good health to you. And congratulations on the Super Bowl ring. And next time, you know, this is, now you have one. Now it's time for the Steelers to get there. You understand? Hey, you know what? I've been in Cleveland for four years. Did you forget that? <laughs> nah, I'm right. not cutting Pittsburgh. <laughs> no slack. TJ, <laughs> TJ Ward. Yeah, you deserve Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, the great TJ Ward, everybody. Thanks uh, for joining us too, Maurice. No problem, Shaq. David All right. I you know what? I you know I uh, no jive handsome and no jive. I did a bad job in that interview there. I should I like to I like to hear TJ Ward. I didn't want to get in the way of Maurice and TJ having their thing. I should ask him about uh, what he thought about uh, Brock Osweiler. We had 10 minutes yeah. after all. At some point I could have brought up what he thinks yeah, about I mean, uh yes. You know what? Let's not live life in the rear. But they were having fun. They that was nice. Yeah. yeah. Um it was Maurice's birthday this week. I know. How nice. He's 31 years of age. Isn't that crazy? Yep. What's that make you feel like? Older than 31. It's a, I don't even know how to how to deal with the fact that uh, that Maurice Jones-Drew is 31 years of I age. I'm retired from the NFL. I'm all, you know, it's, it's done. And never has to work right. if he doesn't want to again. Over under, what a creep. Over under on birthday cakes. Three. <laughs> I made that joke. Did you? Yeah, I saw. <laughs> they they said, "Hey, look at that! That was a delicious chocolate cake. It was completely devastated sitting on the counter. There was a little, like a, a quarter of a piece of chocolate cake left." They said, "Hey, we got that for Maurice Jones Drew." And I said, "Did you get a cake for everybody else?" It was very funny. That's a good one. Had to be there, right, Arjuna? Uh, I wasn't there, unfortunately. 
All right, you could laugh. You could indulge <laughs> me a little bit. All right, did you get any information? Uh, so it? there's very little detail on season three for True Detective. It's probably been canceled. Uh, so it hasn't been canceled. The official stance is they'd love to do another one, but they want to take their time. But they don't want it to suck this <laughs> time. So, so they need everyone to forget what happened last year. So the head of HBO said the biggest problem they had was they took years to craft the story of season one of True Detective. Right. While they just had a year to do season two of True Detective, which is what he felt. It sounds like the Browns. Maybe the brown season take a year three out. of True Detective is me, Bill Simmons, and Brian Ben Ben from Dream On. It's gonna be terrific. So if season three does co- when it comes out, it's probably gonna be a few years as they want right. to kind of take their time and craft the story correctly. <laughs> I think the Browns two. should try that as a thing. Just like we're not gonna play football this year or next year, <laughs> but maybe three years from now when we've got enough talent, we will uh, we'll give it another go. Um, all right. Well, so listen, handsome, a pleasure yes. to have you back. It was now, great to be here. We're Thank rudderless you. without you. I'm sorry about well, what our colleagues did about your with your office. I I I will track down whoever did it and I will punish them. Yeah, I, I'm not going to name names, but it, but it sounds like Ben Liebenberg. Okay, um, is the one who might have had something to do with that. But uh, all right, hey, the good times are going to keep on going when we return early next week. We're getting ever closer to the draft. The trip to Chicago is upcoming. In the meantime, go watch on YouTube. We have our conversation with all the big stars, J.J. Watt and Steve Smith and all the rest about who they are rooting for in the Batman-Superman fight. Thanks to Josh Norman, T.J. Ward, Maurice Jones-Drew. Happy birthday to him and Handsome Hank. Next week, Akeem Ayers of the new look Los Angeles Rams is going to be in studio with us. And, oh, we got the all-time draft of 2016 coming up, Handsome Hank. So get ready for that one. Excited about that. We're going to begin the draft that way. And uh, with all that being said, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org.